You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Matthew Kirk. Matthew, thanks so much for being with me today. Oh, no problem. Matthew, let's talk about, um, there's, there's a lot going on, but we're going to talk about this show at the Rubin Foundation um, called The House Edge. It's a group show curated by Caitlin Chasen. And um, I want to talk about your work in this show. But first, can you tell me a little bit about like the whole show, how, how you feel about being in this show? Because this is um, um, a, a group show of, in some ways, like minds. Yeah, well, uh, Caitlin approached me after she saw my, I had had a show at uh, at Fuhrman Gallery, <clears throat> and she liked what I was doing there and asked if I wanted to be included in a show she was curating. Um, and the work that she was drawn to was slightly different than some of the other work that I was making, but there was a piece that she had seen that was more sculptural. And uh, I said, you know, yeah, of course, because it's hard to say no to any opportunities, really. Uh, and the um, and then I saw the roster of other artists, and it was it's a really strong group of people. Um, some of the people I've shown with before, um, several of them I know in person, and I was I was really happy to be included. So. Um, especially in a chance to show work that uh, doesn't always um, doesn't always yeah um, let's, let's, yeah yeah um, let's I want to talk about a few things but just to talk about your background a little bit you um, you've been an art handler for a long time right art handler gives you certain amount of kind of street cred almost in the art world, right? That's a slightly different point of view than, than um, yeah. I don't know, than other artists, other vocations, right? I, I Can you so. talk a little bit about that? It's, it's both, there's, you know, there's, uh, I don't know, a, a lot a lot too being an art handler. It's both, um, I don't know, a, a staple of a certain kind of artist, but also it's, uh, it's, it's a language or a viewpoint on the art world, isn't it? Yeah, of course. It's like uh it's it's like seeing you know, on the other side of the curtain. Um it's I mean, you know, it's it's uh I've said this before, but it, it like that was, you know, my job was my art school, not in the way of that it showed me how to um make my work because I was already making my work, but in a way of how to care for it, um, things to think about when you're making something, if you wanted it to be archival, um, how to pack it, how to, all the different like things that problems that happen on the other side of once a piece is sold. So it's also interesting to be able to see, to be in artist studios 
um, both living and past that, um, and be able to see what they were doing, how they are doing it. Um, it gives you lots of different inspiration, I think. And the, I think that the difficult part is to not jaded by the fact that, you know, yes, I'm, I'm working a nine to five job, um, or, you know, seven to 10 job. I mean, the hours are crazy, but to, to be able to still find the inspiration after you're done to go home and go to the studio and, and work. Um, I think that it's, it's a, it's a definite, um, it's definitely something that sets some artists apart from other artists. Because uh, I have a, like I have an appreciation I have a, an appreciation for like how it's all done, all the different things that go into it. And um, if you're paying attention, I think it's a pretty good it's a pretty good education. Is that a and you get paid you for it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there's materials around too. I mean, um, how has that affected the? The structure, the the building of of your work, has it? I would imagine it has. And the mounting of your work, right? The presentation of it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, I I I approach everything thinking about how it's going to be able to get moved. I'm not, you know, I don't. I'm not thinking about it in terms of, you know, this is just my grand vision. It's like this is my grand vision, but this is how I move my grand vision in, in and out of a building. So I think that I, um, and, and I appreciate that too, because I like, I, I really like being able to um, think about how things are built anyways. So, um, so it's like a, it's like a, a nice problem to solve. That's a little puzzle. And, um, it keeps it interesting. It keeps me um, always thinking. I mean, you know, I have got tons of drawings of how I'm going to make something work. And that's really the only drawing that I do going into a project because most of the work that I make is very um, intuitive. But when it comes to the, like the substrate and the framing and the panels and all of that, the construction of it, then that is, that's where I really um, focus on how does, how will this thing work? What's going to, how can I make it work so that it looks how I want it at the end? Um, and like, that's another thing that I probably learned on, on the job was seeing that there's a whole, you know, lots of artists have, crews of people that help them make their stuff and um and it's you know it's someone's job to some you know they're to engineer the project and i think that that's really great but i also but for me personally i really like that that uh, component of problem solving and figuring it out mm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 really interesting. Well, that's part of the, yeah, the the complete design of it. I mean, it's like designing the armature, designing the base. It's a it's an approach that's almost like well, it's sculptural, but it's also almost 
architectural, right? Because art handlers are building boxes and and and, um, and caring for things. So it's a it's it's, it's engineering, but it's also somehow um, caring, right? I mean, it has to be. Or, or am I overreaching? But like the idea of art handlers no. trying not to get stuff broken, right? <laughs> Damage, hurt. Well, right. I mean, the thing, you know, the difference between moving someone's couch into their apartment versus moving, you know, their, um, like a couch, even in the, you know, an expensive couch is going to reach a certain limit. Um, and it's only going to be a certain size. But moving somebody's painting that they bought you know, at an art fair, uh, you know, in Miami and they have to go to Dallas and all of the ways that it gets transported. I've, I've been on all of those different, I've been on the packing side to the delivery side to the installation side. And there's so many problems that pop up. And I think that um, I take pride in making things that I think if there, if there is a problem that comes up, then, um, that's a problem I never came into in, in all of my, you know, 13 years of art handling. <laughs> and there's been, you know, it's like a crazy, it's a crazy fun business. I love it. Um, but I'm glad to be focusing on my art now instead. So to talk about your art and, and the, and the narratives that are in it, there's, there's a lot of different kinds of mark making and, um, and also, uh, a Navajo visuality, right? Can you tell me a little bit about that um, that iconography, right? Is it Dine? Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, a little background is um, my, uh, my mom and dad met on the reservation in Arizona. Um, my mom was from Wisconsin, my dad grew up on the reservation, um, and that came with a lot of baggage, and they couldn't stay together, and so my mom raised me in, back in Wisconsin. Um, but she kept me close with my dad, um, and so I think that you know any of the iconography uh, that shows up in my work, um, it's all... Again, it's very um, emotional, intuitive, feeling-based. It's not. There's not any kind of um, direct link to um, the any of the like traditional Navajo arts or Diné arts, um, except for maybe get, borrowing from ideas that uh, I make up on my own, that I made up on my own growing up. I'm trying to reconnect with with my dad, with that side of my family, uh, which I've done, but I know that there's not like any time, there's not a way to make up for all the lost time. Um, So it's, it's a little bit of just making trying to figure out and sort out my own feelings, my own relationship uh, with that side of my, with that side of the culture. Um, And I think that I've met a lot of people along the way, a lot of other indigenous 
people that grew up in urban settings that didn't grow up with with the traditions and the culture that um it's been really great to like re- to connect with those people because for a long time I um felt like I was just by myself um so the so the um so what I'm doing now is you know I I try to um I'm just trying to like create a uh the right word like like a visual diary of like the 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 process of connecting um so it's a lot of work is based on conversations with my dad or things that my relatives would say when I visit or um just picking up on little things like that but then it's also through the lens of an indigenous person growing up on the outside of this um you know uh, on the outside of this world because I it's only been within the last I'd say 4 years where I really felt like I was brought in to 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 meet other people before that I I didn't really know who who to talk to I knew a couple of people here and there but there wasn't a lot going on and then with the formation of the forge project um that really set things off for me because suddenly there was a a whole group of people um and it was kind of like going you know it was it happened so fast like all of a sudden I'm talking to people from indigenous people from all over the country and um and realizing that you know I I I'm not alone I wasn't alone the whole time but I didn't know how to to meet people and the forge project really helped with that put a a framework in place for me to be able to like a net to network to to um you know they do a lot of things to especially in the beginning they were doing a lot of things to like bring people together um and that's been huge so um i am you know eternally grateful to them because up until then, like I said, I, I kept thinking like, well, I'm just, you know, I don't know where where this lands in the in the realm of native art, but um, but I know that I'm I identify as native and I'm making art, so it must be somewhere in there. Well, it's also the, the whole narrative, as you're saying, is about family and and, and history of of interactions, isn't it? It sounds very much about um, conversations, as you were saying. Is that the case? Well, yeah. No, it definitely is. But, you know, at the same time, I have a different, you know, my my viewpoint is uh, is different than the, than some of the other artists that I've met that have, that grew up, you know, with in, within the culture. Um my mom as a you know as a white woman could only do so much and she did her best but um but it's just that it's it's you know there's there's always going to be something sort of lacking there because I don't you know it's like 
I don't speak the language and I don't know all of the um, all of the customs and things like that. I didn't grow up around that. Um, so it's yeah, it, it's like it, it, it. I would say that it's it's based in a a yearning to reconnect and and in in doing what I'm doing right now, I feel like and and having some of the recognition within the you know as like native art having a recognition um, a moment right now um that really opens up a lot of pathways to to do that to reconnect and and at the same time like meet meet the pe- meet some of the other people that are like me and then meet some of the other people that are more that are more steeped in tradition especially other Navajo and Diné artists that, that are still on the reservation or grew up on the reservation. Um, that's been like a very um, exciting, but like humbling experience to be able to, you know, to, to talk with them and um, just feel like uh, to feel that connection. Because when, when I do that with those people, it, it's, it's, it's like the thing that it's the missing part that nothing else can really do for me. So, um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, it's been a really wonderful thing. Um, and then as a a way to reconnect, yeah, go, go on as a way to reconnecting is, yeah, is, is, is a kind of social experience, but the work itself you were saying. Well, yeah, but the, but then the work itself is, is, you know, I wouldn't. You know, I'm a I, I'm a Navajo artist, but I'm also, but I, but I didn't grow up there. You know, and I so so the work is like of a, you know, as of a a Navajo artist that grew up in Wisconsin. You know, it's like that's. Uh, I I don't think that the you know where you grow up and your the the background so much is you know identifies as um like it doesn't make me any less navajo that i grew up in in uh wisconsin but um so the so the like work is you know searching for this identity and trying to sort that stuff out i mean that is i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing right now maybe if i grew up there you know what i'm saying like um well, maybe, I'm, but doesn't everybody happy search for that? Are, 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 aren't all the people you're meeting searching for that as well, even a, a connection? You're searching for it in one way, but aren't they all searching for that connection on different levels? Well, you know, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I think, I mean, I think on like a human level, I think that's what a lot of people are doing. We're all trying to find some, you know, find the people that, make us laugh or make us think or, um, you know, I can't, I can't describe that to just to any of the other, just because of within the native community, um, because I certainly am not the person to make that call, but, but I do feel, you know, the thing that I can say is that when I, when I do, um, when, when I do meet other native artists and when we get together and, there's like there is a feeling and maybe um maybe i don't know 
I don't get that feeling that often. And so it's like to feel like you're part of a group when, especially for me growing up, I was the only Native kid in my school. Um, I didn't know any other Native kids except for my brother. Um, and And people were, you know, they were all cool with us, but but there was always the feeling of like I don't really know where I fit in with this. I mean, I I played sports and I played, you know, and I did well in school and I had friends. I wasn't, you know, some loner or anything. But I also was very aware of the fact that I was the only one. And so, so, so currently now to be able to be with other people. And I don't know that they all had that same experience, but um, but it make it it like fills my heart. It makes me so happy, um, and and I think that like there's something about about it that is like, you know, I'm self-taught. I didn't go to art school. I didn't go to college. I just knew that I wanted to make work. I just wanted to work on things that were interesting to me, and I wanted to draw and I wanted to paint. And then I started to build things and and I and I feel like I was doing all of that and then this is this is part of the reason why I was doing that was like this was my it's like the bat signal or or like this was my call. You know you know in the movie E. T. when he makes that E. T. makes that machine to call his to call out for his uh oh, yeah. like that's yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's sort of what this feels like to me. It's like I there's a reason why I worked in kitchens. There's a reason why I worked, you know, on the truck moving art, like like a a, a hard working job, so that I could keep work, so that I could pay for my bills to keep making my work, and then I because the work to me was the thing that was what was going to connect me to the other people, to the other natives. And I had that feeling for, I don't know, since high school. I just couldn't articulate it, but I knew that I was doing it for something. And now I realize that like I was doing this because the more that I was doing this, the more I would meet other people that were doing this, not just other artists, because I meet, I work with plenty of those people, and I met plenty of those people. But like specifically, other native artists. Like if as long as you're making the work, you're gonna meet other people, and that's what I am like taking away from this whole experience, is that I got to meet these people, and that's like the ultimate gift. Matthew, it's been great talking to you about this. Um, there's, there's links here for listeners, of course, to get more information and, and images of your work here, too. Uh, it's been great talking to you. And, and, and I want to ask you one more question that's a little off topic. Uh, what are you reading at the moment? Well, uh, every year around this time, I, I read, um, I reread, um, Cormac McCarthy, I read The Road. Um, and so I just, that's what I'm reading right now. 
Um, it's like a yearly thing. I, I've been doing it since my uh, my 15-year-old son, who's about to be 16. I read that right before he was born, and I. Um, it's like this. It's a very, you know, sad and scary thing, but it also I think um, really informed my views on the importance of being a, a father. <laughs> I, I mean, it's yeah, it's not the it's not the like greatest thing, but uh, but I can't, but I do it every year, and so that I just started it two nights ago, um, but that's currently what I'm reading. Yeah, Matthew, thanks so much for talking with me today. I really appreciate your time and your work. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It was great. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.